Genoa. This is Yuzu. And this is In Flight Entertainment. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, Welcome to a new week. And this week, uh, you know, we're taking it back to the wild, wild west um, with this new release on Netflix. Actually, it's in theaters also. Uh, It was released last Friday. And the name of it is The Harder They Fall. Yes. And it is starring, it is like the ultimate (laughs) cast of beautiful black actors. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, also talented. Also talented. I mean, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, talented. talented. Yes. Yes. Uh, And so it stars. Jonathan Majors, um, you guys probably know know him from uh, Lovecraft Country. Uh, Sassy Beats, I love her. Um, and you have uh, Regina King, Damon Wayne Jr., uh, Lakeith Stanfield, and of course, Idris Elba. Yes, um, <laughs> and so they. Are play uh, well. Half of them are playing real characters based on real life historical figures, uh, and we'll get into that in a second. But before we do, the plot of the movie is, um, according to IMDb, when an outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison, he reunites his gang to seek revenge in this western. Yes. I mean, your standard Western plot, right? I mean, it's only maybe four, maybe five, like, Western plots. I mean, even that's being generous. But yeah, it's always, you know, the gays going out for revenge or the lone, like, the lone gunsman comes into a town and help defend the town of outlaws. Like, yeah, it's all over the place. But yes, this is definitely your you know your standard western plot <laughs> yes um so before we dive into a little bit of the story i'm going to go through and highlight some of the historical figures and who they're played by um in the movie so yes. our first one is nate love um it's pronounced nate but it's spelled nat so it's Nate Love, um, played by Jonathan Majors, who Nate Love was a um, a skilled cowboy. Um, he was nicknamed Deadwood Dick after winning a shooting contest in Deadwood, South, South Dakota. Um, he was born into slavery in 1854 and, um, at the age of 15 set out on his own. He ultimately, like he published a, a, a memoir, a book on his life called the life and adventures of Nate love in 1907 and ultimately died in 1921. Wow. Our next big character is Rufus Buck played by I- Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rufus Buck was the leader of the Rufus Buck gang, and this is maybe the one of the big discrepancies in this movie is that so Rufus Buck um, 
he died when he was 18. Uh, so, and he was like a relatively short person. If you look at video or photos of him, mm-hmm. um, and that like he died in 1895, just as a reference, remember Nate Love was born in 1854. So Nate Love was probably um, about 30 years older than Rufus Bach when he <laughs> passed. Wow. Yeah. Big age description. <laughs> yes. Uh, Stagecoach Mary, played by Zazie Beetz. Um, she was also a character featured in the HBO series Deadwood, but was played by a white woman in Deadwood, I believe. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. So. Stagecoach Mary or Mary Fields was born into slavery in 1832, likely in Tennessee. Um, She was one of two women in the U.S. that was contracted by the U.S. Post Office Department to be a mail carrier. Um, And she, she was pretty famous. She held the position for eight years before her death in 1914. Our next next big person in the movie, Cherokee Bill, played by Lakey Stanford. Um, He was actually um, a mixed. He's born Crawford Goldsberg. His name was Cherokee Bill because he was his heritage was black, Sioux, Mexican and Cherokee and white ancestry. Apparently, his skin was so light that he often passed for white. Wow. Um, he was hanged in 1896 at the age of 20. Hmm. His last words were, I came here to die, not to make a speech. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. Um, the next big character in the movie is Jim Beckworth, played by R.J. Siler. Hmm. Uh, another character born into slavery in 1798. Uh, he was the son of a white man and an enslaved woman. Um, he is responsible for creating some of the trails through the uh, Sierras um, to help with the gold rush. Oh, okay. Wow. And there's there's a, a book based on his life called The Life and Adventures of James, James P. Beckworth, Mountaineer, Scout, Pioneer. Oh, right on. Wow, that, that's a that's a good breakdown. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. I I have two more. Bill okay. Pickett. Okay. Bill Pickett played by Eddie um Gathji. Uh every single Texan should know the name Bill Pickett. Because he is like the father of bull riding. He invented competitive steer wrestling. There is a rodeo in Texas, the Bill Pickett Rodeo. I mean, anyone that knows rodeo knows Bill Pickett. Uh, And then if you ever watched uh, The Lone Ranger, that was basically Bass Reeves. Uh, Bass Reeves was played by Delroy Lindo. Um, he is 
a very well-known black historical figure of the Old West. He was the first black deputy U.S. Marshal. Um, I think he might be responsible for, a, yeah, he's one of the most successful lawmen in American history, arresting more than 3,000 fugitives during his 32-year career. Wow. I'd love to see a movie on him. Okay, so there is a movie that came out two years ago based on his life, and it is horrible. Uh, Don't watch it. Okay. Someone needs someone needs to redo it. Um, it was just the acting was so flat. Mm. I only got twenty minutes into it because it was it was painful. Yeah, it, it was just released. Like, did it come out recently? Or? Like a year ago. Yeah. Oh, was it on, on stream? <laughs> It was, uh, I think it was like right before the pandemic, it was released in the, like they were going to release it in theaters and then the pandemic happened. So they just released it streaming. Uh, And one night I was like, oh yeah, like this was a movie I wanted to see. So I tried to watch it and uh, it was was bad. Uh, (laughs) But but yeah, someone needs to write and direct a like Bass Reeves' story, or even I mean any of these these black characters would have like make an amazing story on their own. And yeah, I mean we got the we get we get the movie Harder They Fall, but their true life stories are just all fascinating. And someone needs to give us give us some biopics on them. Yeah, it'd be kind of like it, it should be like a. Uh... Like a like an MCU of black westerns, you know. Oh. Yeah. It's like yes. we have yeah, we have like Bill Pickett movie over here, and uh then we had Trudy's movie over there, you know, we have Cherokee Field movie over here. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, but just keep in mind that if we're doing their true stories, um most of them were barely alive at the t- same time. Right. Yeah, especially uh what's the name the it it the Idris uh the, the sure. yeah. That the yep. Idris played on oh, like that eighteen, so you gotta get a young young actor for the play. Yes, yeah. Well and and also Cherokee, um he died when he was twenty, so also another younger actor that we need to get to play him. True. Um yeah. but I have to say, like the casting for, for Bass Reeves in my mind, was just perfect. Perfect. Okay. Uh, Delroy Lindo just am, like, I don't know. It's, Del, it's, Del, it's Delroy Lindo. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's one of those, like, yeah, you know he's gonna bring it. it like, you know he's gonna bring it. Like, whoever he plays, he's just gonna, he's just gonna amp that character of, like, tenfold. Yeah. And and apparently um oh um Regina King's character apparently is also based on a real person, but I couldn't find any real history on her, so Trudy. Plays like Trudy Sm- Trudy Smith. Um, right. Yeah. Uh yeah. You, you you could say that Every single one of these characters, besides the historical ones, could be based on like real people. The the thing that you don't, you know, 
what people think or know they think they know about um cowboys and wild west history is based on what they've seen in movies but in reality like a quarter of cowboys were african american mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's because as slaves they learned to rope and ride uh and control cattle so they were the best ones to hire for cattle drives um and to go out and be in the open range because unfortunately they were trained that way mm-hmm. while they were in slavery mm-hmm. uh, so when they were freed one of the best jobs open to them was to become cowboys exactly yeah i mean I, till this day i'm still waiting for uh, like a big budget movie about the buffalo soldiers i mean like i w- why have we have not seen a mo- a big budget movie about the Buffalo Soldiers? Because they're so like th- like their story is just so awesome. Um, I'm just surprised like no one like did anything about them. Um, but hopefully this movie is like a springboard for them to kind of go into go into the treasure chest of factual cowboys and soldiers and stuff like that. And like, hey. Let's make a movie about them, you know. And even though this movie, you know, is more, I, I call it, it's more of like a, uh, it, it's like what Tarantino do, right? He he do like revisionist history. He do revisionist history movies, you know, like Inglorious Bastards and all that stuff. Like it's it, it's factual stuff. It's it's factual people here and there, or whatever. But he just kind of changed it around. Like once upon a time in Hollywood, right? It's like revisionist history. So I think this movie, like I said, it's a it's a western, you know, grounded in kind of revisionist history. So, so we can get all of these actual like figures together in a movie. Yes, agreed, agreed. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is one hundred percent a Tarantino inspired. Like character driven Western. Oh, totally. Actually, um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, let me go to the uh, producing credits. Yeah, so actually, um, Lawrence Bender, everyone should know this name, Lawrence Bender, because Lawrence Bender is a longtime producer partner of Tarantino. There we go, Tarantino. <laughs> so he's he was one of he's one of the producers of this particular movie. So it kind of makes sense that you know, oh, he's like uh, he's the person to go to if you know you want a revisionist history type movie. He's the person to go to, and uh, yeah, so he was uh, one of the producers uh, along with Jay Z for this particular film. Oh, I didn't know Jay Z was one of the producers. <laughs> yeah, Lars Bender, Jay Z, um, and and uh, James Samuel, which is the produ- produ- which is the director of this particular film. And hats off to this brother because this is his first, like I know, I think it's his second. It's his uh, second. Yeah, his, yeah, his, his second. first movie. 
his first movie is called They Die by Dawn, which is another Western um, that he wrote and directed also that came out in 2013, which like going to that IMDb page that just watching the trailer that has the same, same type of energy um, mm. that this movie has. Mm. Um, yeah. And then his second project was the Jay-Z legacy, which I feel like a shit ton of people watch that on YouTube. Exactly. So it, it's good. And actually it was, it's pretty cool that Jay-Z, you know, kept them under like his, his radar, kept in his radar, you know, when something like this, a project like this sprang up and, and I'm sure Jay-Z probably dropped his name. Like, Hey, you know, like I know this guy, you know, he, he he produced my short, whatever. I mean, he's, he's pretty good. He probably, you know, let's bring him in type situation. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. And he, and he, and he pulled it off. He pulled it off nicely. Um, I mean, like, like a beautiful movie. I mean, what he did with compositions, like just to keep that Western aesthetic there. Um, I mean, the, the use of color in the movie is fucking awesome. Yes, yes. The, the use of color is really good in this movie. And I think I remember you were saying, I don't know, I, I remember we had this conversation and it was someone last year, like, I hate it when movies are just like one, like, just like one color palette. It's like blue all the time, or just like gold all the time, or it's like brown all the time. <laughs> like, everything is just that color all through the movie. Um, yes. Yeah, not this movie. <laughs> no, like, uh, just, I mean, I so he knows how to light people. And so everyone, he just, he captures the, the skin tones of everyone just so beautifully. Um, every scene is perfect. And then when you go into the white town, oh, just, <laughs> you it's brilliant. Let's. It's brilliant. White Town is brilliant. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, yeah. It is. It is good. Like you know, like you said, the the towns, the different towns they ride into has kind of a different like color aesthetic to them. Like it's yeah. I mean, but that makes it, it like very distinctive, right? It's like okay, you ride into another town. It definitely looks different you know it don't look the same as like the town you were the passing you know it was just somewhere they figured out through like through the colors or through like what people are wearing walking through the towns that okay this is a different you know this town is this is a different town you know um and they yeah like 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 you said it he did it really well hats off to the cinematographer uh the direction even you know you know, the gunfights are really good. Okay, so me and Joe always have this conversation about, like, you know, well, like, like fight scenes, shootouts, all that stuff. And we're at a point collectively, I think she could agree with me, that, you know, shaky camera is the worst thing that can happen to action movies, right? Yep. <laughs> all right. So to have something like this, you know, with the shootouts, with the, the the horse chases, like everything is either either crane or maybe drone, but it was a very smooth, you know, uh, 
composed like uh shoot like shootouts and fights and stuff like that. Like it was no I don't remember any shaky cam in this movie because everything was just so stylized and set up. It's almost Sergio Leone style, you know, just kind of harking back to like the old school way of like, you know, setting up those gunfights and stuff like that and the Mexican standoffs and the close-ups and the eyes looking left and right. I mean, just so many callbacks. Yeah, it's 100% a modern version of a... uh, uh, what is it? Spaghetti Western. Uh, spaghetti Western. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, even to, like to the use of the music, to the like the different characters, how you show them on screen. Um, it's it's all of that. It's just if you like spaghetti westerns, this is the movie for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and it's a black movie, so it's gonna have its a its own flavor. You know, at the same time, tipping is had you know, to those Westerns of old that we all, you know, can like identify with and, you know, watch and things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, the, I guess I, I can't say, I can't say enough about the perform, like the performance, the cinematography, like, it's just funny, like, when you get a movie, you get an opportunity to let a movie be what it should be, which is just a Western, you know, like it, like with its scope and scale and characters and humor, you know, and your villain, just like, just the typical playbook of a Western, like, but, you know, it's just black, uh, it's black figures in there, you know, but it's just a Western. At the end of the day, it's a Western. And right. I, I feel like we, we've had a hundred years of Westerns. They only had white actors, uh, which was not a correct portrayal of what, what the Western, like what the actual Western world was like. And so now we, we have a movie that portray, that has, gives us black cowboys. And that's really the, more representative of what the West was like. <laughs> yes, yeah, and, and the movie didn't skimp out on you know the gunfights, the violence, you know the you know the characters, your villains, your outlaws, like everything was there. Um, yeah, so I, I have one one big complaint. Um, the the movie is supposed to take place in Salinas, Texas, um, and. Mm, uh, the accents for everyone was fine, except and and based on people's heritage, real history of some of the characters, most of them were for, from Tennessee or Virginia. Mm. But two of the characters' accents were just kept taking me out of the movie. And I know we've had this com- we <laughs> slight conversation yesterday. Uh, I tried to avoid talking to you about the movie. I know we we touched briefly, but. Regina King's accent and Idris's accent were just, they kept distracting me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, okay, I can say with Idris, because, you know, he's a black Brit and he can't keep, he can't keep his accent to save his life. Like, he yeah. slips every vowel, almost. Uh, but, yeah, but what I, actually with Regina's character, well, like I said, like 
you know, I was reading some things about her and like what she was saying that her Trudy, they Trudy, they were trying to look her up and it was believed that she was like half Creole and something. So pretty much like Regina had to kind of make up a hybrid. <laughs> yes, but obviously she hasn't really spoken to any like real Creoles because her accent uh, based on people I know from Louisiana was nothing like anyone I've ever met from Louisiana. Um, it should have been a much slower and a heavier drawl, and it just it wasn't working for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, she made it up being a badass for me. Yeah. <laughs> and do a badass thing. <laughs> And those lines, what was that? Were you? How do we're talking? Oh, oh no, I think it's music. But, you know, like like she delivered one of the best lines. You know, with the train stops and you know the train uh, driver comes out. I'm like, hey, what you doing? It was you. Like he said, Nuh. boom, she shoots him. And, <laughs> and, one of the, and I think Cherokee was like, you know, he could have said, you know, he could have said Nickapoo. And then she was like, well, I ain't no nick of poop either. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, okay. I, 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 I with your accent thing, yeah, she was trying to figure it out, but I mean, she makes it up for her badassery and her lines on that one, for me. <clears throat> yeah, there's definitely some, some good lines in the movie. Um, um, and the music and the cinematography and all the direction and the writing, yeah, it I mean, if if you're not from the South and you're not used to like hearing that that Creole um, accent that you hear in Louisiana um, or that Southern accent, then then those accents won't bother you. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, true, true. But yeah, definitely. It, it, I don't know why. I, I guess if you even if you watched The Wire back in the day. Like you can you can hear it just like really slipping up on a lot of it's like like Baltimore slang you like yeah like, like you you still like you still working on it you just like, yeah I mean that's fine that's fine yeah it's all good <laughs> um, yeah so our ratings go as follow as on the couch definitely worth the watch. Um, put your shoes on, kind of play going outside. It's middle of the road. Uh, you might do laundry while you're watching it. Or, or the worst of the bunch is I'd rather go outside and, you know, get in a mosh pit of unvaxxed people uh, before I sit and watch this movie. I mean, it's, it's sit on the sofa for me. Um, like, I mean, but I like spaghetti westerns, so. Yeah. And it's and it fits it fits right in the wheelhouse. I mean, everything about it is spaghetti western. <laughs> it's just black folks. That's that's the only difference. Yeah, like it. I feel like so the spaghetti, spaghetti westerns. There was never a whole lot of dialogue. It was mostly about the scenery and the music. It's nice and slow. Like you put on uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, and you're like, yeah. You just you watch characters interact with each other versus like talking about things. It's the looks between each character. Um, I think this movie has 
significantly more dialogue. Um, but you, you get to, you get that same energy with modern music and crisper images. Just it's, it's a beautiful film. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I will, I said, I, I will watch, I'll put this over Django. Uh, I mean, like all day, every day. Um, and also I'm going to put, actually, I'm going to put a, uh, article up, uh, about why the director never used, uh, like the N word in this movie. Right. So as you know, I was like, somebody give Tarantino this memo. <laughs> Uh, it don't have to be like a niggathon, you know, throughout all your like movies set in the West. Yeah, I think Tarantino's <laughs> sort of uh, racist, so I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he he has some tendencies in his movies. There's a lot of stuff I picked up on throughout his filmography. I'm like, uh, I'm seeing a pattern there, Tarantino. Not a good look. Anyway, <laughs> but the good thing we have Harder Day Fall. Uh, we suggested to bust down if you like westerns, if you want to get back into you know the aesthetics of the old west with great acting, awesome cinematography, great gunfights, and a kick-ass brawl between two women on the third act that that cannot be ignored. Um, so anyway, there you have it. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. It's in theaters also. Go see it in theaters. Support this movie any way you can. Let Hollywood know we want more black cowboys. Uh, so yeah, we'll catch you Thursday. Until then, wish everyone safe, physical distancing, and keep getting those shots and wearing those masks. Yes.